So we're here to continue our discussion of the Shishastaka prayers of Mahaprabhu. Do uh, you have copies of them? We have to bring some copies. We got up to uh, three the last time. Discussion or discussion. We'll continue with that. But first, just re- recite these prayers together in unison. You can say with me. So these, uh, we discussed the last time, these are the only things that we have written by Mahaprabhu. These uh, uh, eight verses of instruction, Shishastika. And um, they uh, correspond uh, to the uh, stages of advancement uh, toward uh, Krishna Prema. These stages are given. Can I put it in the back here? Yeah. Uh, no. Where did I put it? Uh, Adoshaka. Uh, this is found in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. That in the this is the uh, Kramaha. The last word of this verse is Kramaha, which means sequence or chronological order of the stages of a sadhaka, a practitioner, uh, leading up to the appearance of Krishna Prema. So there's a there's a sequence of stages that one normally passes through. Uh, first of all, Shraddha, some preliminary faith uh, or interest in Krishna consciousness, and if that's fruitful, one associates with devotees. And if that is fruitful, uh, Bhajana Kriya takes up the disciplined practice of Krishna consciousness, takes initiation, showing commitment. After that, there will be anartha nirvritti, or shot, it says should be. Anartha means things you don't want, uh, sins and offenses, uh, cleansing the heart. Then, uh, after that, uh, the stage of nishta, of being fixed in Krishna consciousness. Uh, then followed by ruchi, tata ruchis tata. After that is ruchi, which means a taste. 
And then uh, uh, after that, asakti, which means a very strong taste. Uh, uh, asakti literally is more like addiction than taste. Then after that, there will finally will be uh, prema. So the Shishastika prayers, the this initial faith or ashraddha, is indicated by the first prayer where, where Lord Chaitanya makes uh, describes one after another uh, the 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 uh, wonderful things that happen uh, when one cultivates the holy name we should believe him become convinced of this then the second one um, uh, is uh, indicates that one is uh, chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra and while trying to become free from offenses we discussed this at length last time uh, in the association of devotees, one is cultivating the holy name, and therefore there should be uh, the removal of these anarthas. You've given many names, uh, you've placed all your uh, potencies in those names, it's easy to recite them, there's no, let's say we say, hard and fast rules, this is your mercy, but in contrast to your mercy, my misfortune that I still have no taste, my durdaiva, my misfortune. And so there's a contrast where between the mercy of the Lord and the misfortune. When Prabhupada translates this here in this, he says, uh, I am so unfortunate that I commit offenses while chanting the holy name. That's the implication. Because that means that a taste will not arise unless one is trying to become free from offenses. Then we discuss Namaparad, Namabasa, and Shudanam. One at least has to come to the platform of Namabasa, uh, uh, the dawning twilight of the holy name. And we noticed also that then one becomes fixed up, as Prabhupada always put it, this is uh, 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 nishta, being fixed in Krishna consciousness. Uh, and here we see the characteristics of humility and tolerance are now prominent. Trinada pisunichena, considering oneself like a, a straw or downtrodden grass, uh, being as forbearing or tolerant like a tree, uh, 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 not desiring any respect for oneself, but wanting to give all respect to others. Uh, in this way, one can constantly chant the name of Krishna. Kirtaniya Sadahi. It is all to always to be chanted, but this is how it is done. Uh, by having these uh, characteristics uh, of humility. Now, I want to say a few more words because humility increases as we go through the Shishastika prayers. Uh, and uh, as humility increases, uh, feelings for Krishna increase. And that's why great devotees actually seek out humility because actually they feel great love for Krishna. Otherwise you think they're crazy. It says that Raghunath Das Goswami would stand in the street and a thousand times, it was at a thousand, offer uh, obeisances to devotees. Just all day long. And you think, you know, these people are demented. It looks like something from a mental hospital. And why was he torturing himself undergoing these austerities, uh, mortifications, as they like to call them in the Catholic Church. I once was talking to some uh, high school students in the, the Catholic school, and the sister said, tell them about your mortifications. I said, mortifications? She says, yes, you don't eat meat. <laughs> so, uh, 
Otherwise, I was, uh, didn't. Anyway, these things look to people like there, there's some kind of morbid sensibility or self-punishment or self-hatred. But actually, it's it, 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 when that hum, humility is there, love for Krishna increases, and that's so wonderful. Then you seek out humility, not just for its own sake, uh, but because of. Uh, 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 and so then there's appreciation for Krishna and also appreciation for Krishna's devotees. It's not that I'm going to love God and hate the devotees. Um, that's some people's program is there. Uh, but here uh, one appreciates uh, the devotees. When we look at the Shishastika prayers here, um, the, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Uh, as I mentioned last time, uh, in the uh, Anchalila, where the chairs are there, prayers are there, uh, there's, uh, there's uh, uh, after the Sanskrit, uh, then there's a continuation in Bengali. If you just read the English, you won't pick up on the fact that the language has changed, perhaps. But so, after quoting this prayer, Trinata Pisunichena, uh, Mahaprabhu says, "These are the symptoms of one who chants the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Although he is very exalted, uh, he thinks himself lower than the grass on the ground, like a tree. He tolerates everything in two ways. When a tree is cut down, it does not protest." And even when drying up, it does not ask anyone for water. The tree delivers its fruits, flowers, and whatever it possesses to anyone and everyone. It tolerates scorching heat and torrents of rain. It still gives shelter to others. I'm not saying, what about me? Look what I'm going through. <laughs> uh, And then he continues with this humility. Although a Vaishnava is the most exalted uh, person, he is prideless. Uh, near Abhiman, this is Abhiman is a f- very famous Bengali word for pride. Abhiman, a, a kind of wounded, hurt feelings about when you're treated by other people. as sort of Abhiman sometimes. Uh, he's without that. And he gives all respect to everyone, knowing everyone to be uh, Krishna Adishtana, the resting place of Krishna. Uh, so again, it's Krishna seeing Krishna's present. He continues, if one chants the holy name of the Lord in this manner, he will certainly awaken his dormant love for Krishna's lotus feet. As, then it says, as Lord Chaitanya spoke this way, his humility, his dainya, increased. So you notice it says, says quite clearly in the text that as, as he goes on, this is his humility. And he began praying to Krishna that he could discharge pure devotional service, shuddha bhakti. And then this leads us into this next prayer. Uh, but first it says, before he says it, there's a verse that says in Bengali, whenever there is a relationship of love of God, its natural symptom is that a devotee does not think himself a devotee. Instead, he always thinks that he has not even a drop of love for Krishna. So that's actually uh, 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 the, the psychology of it. And I want to talk, I just want to give you a few places of Srila Prabhupada's humility. Um, a devotee in Hawaii in 69 has uh, said, is there some way that Krishna can force us to surrender to him? Prabhupada said, yes, you can request him. And he sometimes forces he puts you in such circumstances that you have no other way than to surrender to Krishna. Yes, that is special favor, special favor. 
Yes, my spiritual master wanted me to preach, but I did not like it. But he forced me. Yes, that is my practical experience. I had no desire to accept the sannyas order and preach, but my spiritual master wanted it. I am not very much inclined, but he forced me. That is also done, that is special favor. When he forced me, at, at that time I thought that, what is this? What am I, am I committing some mistake or what is that? I was puzzled. But after a while I could understand that this is the greatest favor shown to me. Yeah, his married life became increasingly uncomfortable. He was having dreams when his spiritual master showed up. His business began to fail. <laughs> These things were happening. So when Krishna forces somebody to surrender, that is a great favor, but generally he does not do so. But he does so to a person who is very sincere in Krishna's service, but at the same time has got slight desire for material enjoyment. In that case, he does. That this foolish person does not know that material facility will never make him happy and he is sincerely seeking my favor, so he's foolish, therefore whatever his resources he has got for material enjoyment, break it. Uh, and then he quotes the Bhagavatam verse, Yashyaham anubhrinami harishyetadhanam shanai I take everything away. Uh, Hey, this applies this to himself. He said it somewhere else, Krishna made me a business failure. <laughs> then uh, here's another. This, I mean, this is Prabhupada talking about it, how he feels about himself. First meeting, perhaps you know, is London in 73. He asked me to preach. So at that time I was a young man, only 25 years old, and I was a householder, so I should have joined and executed his desire immediately but due to my ill luck, I could not immediately execute his order. But it was in my heart that it is to be done, so better late than never. I executed his order at the age of 70 years, not at the age of 25. So actually, I wasted so much time, I can understand that. Uh, the message was there when I was 25 years old, but I began at the age of 70 years. But I did not forget the message. Uh, so anyway, although I began very late, at the age of 70 years, so by the help of my disciples, this movement is gaining ground all over the world. So therefore, I have to thank you. It is all due to you. It is not my credit, but it is your credit that you are helping me to execute the order of my Guru Maharaj. So he says things like that. And, and this is his, the way he feels. Now, this is a sign of advancement. Uh, yeah, okay, I have done something, but it's, it's uh, really due to others. Uh, uh, I was forced by Krishna. Uh, my spiritual master sent disciples, so I could accomplish something and uh, satisfy his desire, uh, and so on. So this, this is the kind of humility that, uh, that we should see go on in... Uh, within a devotee's heart. So, uh, Mahaprabhu talks about humility and then he recites the next prayer, Nadanam Najanam Sundarim Kavitam Vajagadisha Kamaye Mamma Janmani Janmani Shwari Bhavata Bhakti Ahaituki Tvayi Now this uh, in those stages leading up to Krishna Prema, this is the stage that's called Ruchi. Ruchi means one has a taste. The taste is for the activities of devotional service. And that if there's an opportunity for devotional service, one would rather do that rather than some other competing material activity that would also be attractive. He doesn't even have to preach to himself. Uh, when you're fixed up, you, 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 you stick to the devotional 
activities, but you really have to force yourself. But but on this stage, Ruchi, no, you'd, you'd rather do it. It's a taste. So Ruchi has the activities of devotional service as its object. The, the next verse, which is asakti, stronger feelings, that has Krishna as its object. So that's the, the difference. If you look at the Shishastika prayers, there's two groups of four. The first four really deal with the holy name. The second four, and your relationship with the holy name. The second four deal with the named, with Krishna and your relationship with Krishna. There's a, and they're, they're, they run in parallel like this. So here is now this uh, uh, feelings for devotional service. And the prayer is, Bhavatad Bhakti Ahaituki Twai. Let there be, uh, may there be, Bhakti Ahaituki, without any motive, Twai unto you. Addressing Krishna. And so there's this thing what he doesn't want. Not dhanam. Dhanam means wealth. Not janam. Janam means people. Nasundarin kavitamba. This is translated different ways. You take sundarin kavita as going together. Kavita means poetry. Poetry, yeah, kavita. Uh, and sundari means beautiful. So, uh, well, the most literal meaning is beautiful verses. But then also people have separated them, nor beautiful women, or beautiful educated women. <laughs> you could do that. But here Prabhupada says, uh, I, I, a, a beautiful wife, uh, I do not desire material wealth, materialistic followers, majanam, this is materialistic followers, especially big donor followers, <laughs> Dhanam and Janam. Uh, 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 Sundarim, beautiful wife, Kavita, or fruitive activities described in flowery language. That's another way of reading it. That is, the, the flowery words of the Vedas is poetry. But it can be just mean beautiful verses, more of a temptation, I think, for somebody like Lord Chaitanya who was in Mayapur where people were really expert at poetics and wanted a beautiful prose style or poetic style. Uh, 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 so, so all of these different things. Uh, and so rejecting, uh, rejecting all these different things, Dhanam, Janam, uh, followers, uh, uh, some commentators will put the, the uh, janam people means that would be where the beautiful wife would go. Uh, those kind of people. Uh, uh, janam, you know, how many uh, Facebook friends do I have? <laughs> and so <laughs> Popularity like that. Uh, 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 so these things, so that I don't want, the, and then mama janmani janmani each way, what I want, janmani janmani, birth after birth. So actually there's also not caring for liberation. So any kind of material or spiritual benediction, except for devotional service and nothing else. Uh, that's what... Uh, uh, that's what I want. Uh-huh. Because here you see in the Sanskrit, Kavita Sundari, which can be a beautiful wife or a fruit of activities. I just want uh, Shuddha Bhakti, life after my life. The same thing is given in Bengali, Dhanam Janam, Jana, uh, Kavita Sundari. Uh, so this is this is this stage. 
uh, of, of ruchi, this this taste for the activities of Krishna consciousness. That's just you like it, and you'd rather have that, and you like it so much, you'd not have uh, not care to have uh, uh, any anything else uh, in addition to it. So this is a, a kind of uh, you know, satisfaction in the stage of ruchi, and then now. This next one, Asakti, text 32, Nanda Tanuja, Kinkaram Patitamam Vishune Bhavam Buddha, Kripaya Tavapara Pankaja, Stituduli Sandisham Vichintaya. This, uh, O oh my Lord, O oh Krishna, son of Maharaj Nanda, I am your eternal servant, but because of my own fruitive acts, I have fallen into this horrible ocean of nations now. Please be causelessly merciful to me. Consider a particle of dust at your lotus feet. Uh, now here, uh, first of all, the, the, this O, i.e., uh, the dictionary says uh, that this is a kind of intimate sort of exclamation. That's, that's made to people to whom you're very close. It's not the ayi of the comic books. <laughs> it's ayi. So it, 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 it is an intimate and a very affectionate way of addressing somebody, like oh, but uh, here. And then his name for Krishna now is Nanda Tuduja. Uh, Tanuja, born of, literally born of the body. So son of Nanda. Son of Nanda. In other words, now we have we are dealing very clearly with Krishna in Vrindavan, uh, and here uh, with Nanda Tanuja, uh, it's an intimate name. Uh, uh, when, especially when Krishna has a name like this in connection with his intimate uh, devotees, it's a very intimate name. It's interesting Krishna's own name. Become, contains the names of his devotees. Uh, and then he had Kikara, I am your Kinkara, it's a name for servant. Uh, one who says Kim. Kara means a, name, a syllable. Kim. Kim means what? Like, what do you want me to do? Kimkara. Paditham Mam, I am fallen. Vishave Bhavam Buddha in this Vishave uh, uh, is rough, not smooth, literally. This rough ocean of Bhava here means ex- material existence. This rough ocean of existence. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur mentions this, uh, uh, comments on this verse. He says, uh, He, he says, uh, Is it proper for a sadhaka to who has taken shelter of the holy name to discuss the miseries of material life he has to experience to dissipate this doubt? Lord Chaitanya has composed this shloka. <laughs> it's okay. You can remark on it. Uh, uh, but uh, what 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 this this begins to to have in it is a feeling of being separated from Krishna, because the other thing is kripaya by your mercy, please vichintaya think of me or consider me. Uh, 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 like a uh, duli, duli which means a tiny particle that can be a particle of dust or a grain of pollen. Uh, that's uh, clinging to your feet. So you notice the, the, the feelings of humility are there. Uh, 
And again, I said that 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 you can just see, think of the contrast. I'm lost in this rough road. Somehow, we are separated. There's this huge gulf. There you are, son of Nanda. And, and of all the inhabitants of Vrindavan, I the one I, I just just to be a particle of dust at your feet. That's all. That that would that would do it for me. Uh, so th- this is this this uh, uh, wanting to be somehow with Krishna when he's in Vrindavan and with his uh, uh, devotees. So it's a particle of dust or a grain of of pollen. So this is. Uh, now, in, th- in this stage, um, uh, there's the beginning, of the dawning of uh, actually a relationship with Krishna, of rasa, but not quite yet. But but here one is one is become obsessed with Krishna. One is thinking of Krishna. And that thinking of Krishna is not in a general way, but it starts to be thinking of Krishna in relationship with different devotees doing certain activities, Krishna in Vrindavan. And now there's a kind of emotional response to Krishna in that particular way that you find most attractive. And out of this preliminary feeling, this is where... uh, Bhava will begin and then develop into rasa. So this is the the, the, the beginning of this uh, at, at this this point. This is why I said this is this is about a, a relationship with Krishna is there, uh, and uh, so in a sense, uh, thinking uh, at this point, it's in one sense is general. It's Krishna, and it's Krishna and Vrindavan, and all you simply want to be is one of those inhabitants of Vrindavan, no matter how tiny and how small. Uh, you think of this, you know, when you're lost, if you fall aboard a ship, the ocean is very, very big, and you are very, very tiny. <laughs> but it's rough. So when he wants to go to Krishna to be rescued, he now is, is, is very, still very tiny, but clinging to his feet. Like, like the dust pollen grains or the dust motes, and just clinging to his feet. So there's this sense of now being uh, safe and secure and having a, a, a relationship. And I am your servant. I, that's where I belong. I'm your kinkara. Uh, I, but how did I end up in this place? How, what happened? How, 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 how did I, 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 I come here? I can't understand it. When I belong there, why I am here. Uh, so here, at this point, uh, um, So in Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, uh, says this, uh, he mentions, he says, therefore please accept this homeless destitute. Because now we become like that. First of all, you don't have anything, and now you're uh, overboard at sea. <laughs> you see how again and again your, your own situation without Krishna becomes unbearable. So he says, accept this homeless destitute, cleanse me of all my faults, and consider me as a particle of dust at your feet. Uh, so this is again asking for uh, service at, at, uh, at Krishna's feet. Uh, uh, maybe we'll go just this far and then we'll... Uh, the, uh, the, the, then the next, the next three verses uh, is is the stage of bhava, which describes the uh, 
uh, physical manifestations of spiritual emotions which are so extreme they cause what looks like uh, a wind disorder, a vata disorder, a vayu disorder, a vayu, things like epilepsy or <laughs> some kind of mental illness, uh, uh, these very strong emotions. And that will be next. And then the last two verses are prema, fully developed love for Krishna. First, and this, this is very important, prema in separation, and then prema in union. It's very interesting that separation is first uh, uh, here. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur says something very interesting. Uh, in talking about uh, uh, how to chant. He says, this is in his commentary, I think on the, uh, uh, the second verse. Yeah. He says, if perchance a devotee commits nam-aparat, offenses against the holy name, we discussed these, then with an anguished heart, full of contrition, he should become eager to chant continuously. Because that continuous chanting is the next verse. Uh, For this alone will uproot his previous offenses and protect him from committing further offenses. So when he makes this comment to the second verse, he's looking forward to the uh, to the third of the Shastika prayers, the Trinada Pisumiche, with an anguished heart, full of contrition. So these feelings there should be this way. Uh, toward the activities of devotional service and especially the activities of chanting uh, Krishna's name. Uh, And as we already discussed, uh, the process for doing this, of chanting on the clearing stage, in a a way is quite simple. Uh, And it begins mechanically just by uh, chanting a prescribed number of japa. Uh, Prabhupada mentions um, that chanting with a vow in front of Tulsi increases the power of japa. I think I can... Uh, uh, find that, yeah. Because this is the way Haridas Thakur chanted. Uh, I'll read from Anchalila 3, verse 100, the Prabhupada's purport. Haridas Thakur, being the Acharya of chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, is called Namacharya Haridas Thakur. From his personal example, we can understand that chanting the Hare Krishna Mantra and becoming highly elevated in Krishna consciousness is very simple. It is. Without difficulty, one can sit down anywhere, especially on the banks of the Ganges. We ought to be satisfied with the Potomac, or even Rock Run here. (laughs) Uh, uh, Particularly on the bank of the Ganges, Jamuna, or any other sacred river, devise a sitting place or cottage, plant a Tulsi tree, and before the Tulsi chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra undisturbed. Haridas Thakur used to chant the holy name on his beads 300,000 times daily. This is what they call three lakhs of names. Yeah. Uh, throughout the entire day and night, he would chant the 16 names of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. 
One should not, however, imitate Hari Das Thakur, for no one else can chant the holy name 300 times a day. Uh, 300,000 times a day. Such chanting is for the Mukta Purusha, or liberated soul. One lakh of names is 64 rounds. So he did 64 rounds three times. It's somewhat of a rounded out figure, but that's one lakh of names. This is what they mean by 64 rounds. Uh, we can follow his example, however, by chanting 16 rounds of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra on beads every day and offering respect to the Tulsi plant. This is not at all difficult for anyone. And the process of chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra with a vow before the Tulsi plant has such great spiritual potency that simply by doing this one can become spiritually strong. So there it is. First of all, to chant with the vow and if possible, before the Tulsi plant. We keep them here. We sit here in the temple room. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they're easy enough to take care of, usually. <laughs> um, therefore, we request the members of the Hare Krishna movement to follow Hare Das Thakur's example rigidly. Chanting 16 rounds does not take much time, nor is offering respects to the Tulsi plant difficult. Then Prabhupada concludes this purport. The process has immense spiritual potency. One should not miss this opportunity. <laughs> so you see, it's quite simple in a, in a way. First of all, to chant with the vow, I mean, here for initiated devotees is uh, 16 rounds. Prabhupada set that as the standard. But to begin, just some vow. Start with six or two, whatever you can do. As somebody should start with that. And then gradually increase. But during those times that you're chanting on the rounds, one should chant while trying to pay attention. This is at the clearing stage. The mind will wander, but we will find out that our mind is wild and it doesn't want to stay anywhere. And so you have to force it. Whenever it goes away, you bring it back. It's easy enough to chant Hare Krishna mantra while doing other things, seeing other things, hearing other things, and so on, uh, in a distracted way. That's not potent. That's Namaparat. But to chant while trying to pay attention, then that's on the clearing stage. And to have a vow and do it like that. And then if you can, in front of Tulsi, you can get some seeds from the temple, plant the Tulsi and water it, and get a little instruction to take care of this nice plant. And that also helps. Or come here and chant in front of Tulsi. It's, it's quite worthwhile. So these are some of the things that uh, uh, that are there. And then it, it, we have the sequence. This should happen and that should happen. That, that should happen. The verse we discussed says this is the Krama, the chronological order, that these things, we should go make progress. And if we're not making progress, then we should see what, what am I doing wrong. If I... If I, if I uh, I'm ill, I go to a bona fide physician, they give me the medicine, I'm not getting better. What's wrong? Well, yeah, you're supposed to take uh, three pills twice a day and you've been taking one pill every other day, something like that. You know, you have to... Prabhupada said, take the medicine according to the instructions on the bottle. But this is... The Lord Chaitanya has made, as Prabhupada says, it's simple. Has made the process very, very simple. Uh, stripped down easy and then uh, but it can it is uh, Prabhupada said easy and sublime sublime means to take you all the way to the top even far beyond the Brahmavadis beyond merging into Brahman one attains love of Krishna uh, so these are these are some of the things that we can uh 
So, but you know, one, one, one should, one should uh, as he says here, if one since Christ sincerely at the lotus feet of the name, within a few days all the Narthas will va- vanish. What if no says? What one should, what those should be the first feelings that we uh, we have, and uh, and uh, if I find there's pride in my heart, then I should become humble because I'm not advanced. <laughs> and if I find I'm becoming humble, then I, then I should give all credit to others because I have no ability to be anything but a proud rascal. But because of the mercy of devotees and the mercy of Srila Prabhupada, and now I am uh, uh, coming to this stage. Uh, and but it, it, the easiest thing for t- t- becoming humble is to read books like Chaitanya Charitamrita and see what these devotees are like, and then I uh, think if I can just aspire to get their mercy and and to follow in their footsteps, that's all I want. Uh, because humility will come by appreciating, uh, first of all, the fact that, that, that I'm fallen. Somehow or other, I've, I've ended up in this place. Uh, uh, second of all, that I'm connected with Krishna consciousness because devotees have come to save me even though I don't deserve it. Uh, I've got a list of crimes a mile long that should condemn me to repeated birth and death in the material world forever, but somehow somebody has taken mercy on me. So we should think like this. And now, here are these wonderful devotees that we can read about, uh, especially Chaitanya Charitamrita, Lord Chaitanya's associates, uh, who cared very much for us, even though we don't deserve being cared for. Uh, uh, and in this way, we can, we can uh, come to the humble position and becoming humble is really simple. It's just realism. That's all. Nothing special. It's just being realistic. Uh, uh, and uh, one, one can. Uh, what we need to become humble is a certain security, and that security is that whatever I've done, Krishna cares for me. That's incontrovertible. That Lord Chaitanya has come to deliver us, that his servants have done so much to deliver us, that Krishna cares for us, is incontrovertible. And so there's no need for any of this uh, sort of thing that's confused with humility, which is low self-esteem. Because there, no, you can be secure that somehow or other Krishna wants me back. That's a fact. He does. I may not understand what, why, but it's a fact that he does. Okay, any questions or comments? Yes. Um, just a simple question. So then up until today we've been dealing with uh, sadhana, if you're thinking of sadhana, bhava, and prema, like in nectar devotion. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is, is, that where, is that where we're at then? If uh, nayanam is the beginning of bhava, then up until now it's been sadhana? Yeah, well, the, the, yes, it has. Then the the, the, the the first prayer of the Shashastaka is the transition from not being a practicing devotee into becoming a practicing devotee, the Shraddha. This one is the transition from regulated devotional service to spontaneous devotional service. The, 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 it's still in silence. Yeah. 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 The, the, the verse number five is, is, is a transition uh, into actual developing a relationship with Krishna and awakening the spontaneous. Already there's been some attraction now for the activities of devotional service. Now the attraction for Krishna, which is there. We are lovers of Krishna. Uh, and it's just been misplaced and manifested in so many different ways. Prabhupada has a very interesting uh, uh, example, uh, uh, analysis that he he's given, that the love of, how much do we love Krishna? Well, the instinct of self-preservation, uh, 
is actually a manifestation in the material world of love for Krishna. Because we want to preserve and protect the self. That's the instinct of self-preservation. And we identify the self with the body. So we are trying to preserve and protect this body. We had made some advance where we realized I'm not the body, I'm a spirit soul. But as a spirit soul, we also discover there's a super self, the self of the self. So that's what actually we love Krishna. And, and Prabhupada has explained that, that when our love is given to Krishna, it then spreads to include everyone and everything. Because in the material world there's no object, no adequate object for our desire to love. Krishna is the desire. So that becomes gradually awakened by removing the garbage. And we become revealed, as, as Krishna becomes revealed, we also become revealed to ourselves, who we are. So self-realization and God-realization go together. And that self-realization means realizing myself in relationship to Krishna. Because our spiritual identity is actually a concretized spiritual form of love for Krishna. That's what it is. Anything else? Uh, we do have a relevant questions. Uh, just wanted to find out is Ekadishi today or uh, as per the question of calendar uh, yesterday? Yesterday. It was yesterday. It so was it yesterday. Yesterday. yesterday during the day? Yesterday was the Kadashi. So even this evening you celebrate yesterday during the day? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Are you saying that being humble is essential just being real? Being, being realistic? Yeah. <laughs> it's like an example. Well, well I, I, I mean, uh, uh, how, uh, I may think I'm important because I have a small circle of friends. Uh, uh, but how many people are on their earth? How many people have there been in the past? Just human beings. Where are, where are they? And the ones that really wanted to be important that we still know their name. You know, like Napoleon Bonaparte, for example. And all he is is just somebody to hassle school children with. As you should remember this name or this person or that person. It was, you know, what, what, what satisfaction does he get of the fact that his name is in history books? Nothing. He's, where, what is he? He's a handful of dust at best. That's realism, right? What was it worth doing all those big things to become a big deal when he's, you know, he's a Wikipedia entry along with so many other things. And Wikipedia is also doomed to fail in the long run too. It won't be there. And all these names will be forgotten. So, Bhaktivinoda Thakur gives a meditation when it says, Trinada Pisuni Chena, be like a blade of grass. So, a, a jiva, this, the, the, the size of a spirit soul, and the Swayteshvatara Upanishad is given as one ten thousandth, the tip of a hair in size. One of my scientific godbrothers calculated that if this is a human hair, then that size is one-fourth of an angstrom unit. <laughs> it is immeasurably small. This is the size of a spirit soul. One ten thousand, the tip of a hair in size. That's me, that's my size. And every other soul, no matter what the body, trees or anything. So if you take all the spirit souls and you put them together... The thing, the, the, the physical manifestation, they would most closely resemble the biggest analogy to the existence of just all the spirit souls as they are in themselves without these different bodies and everything, is like a lawn of grass stretching out endlessly. So to say a blade of grass is realism. 
so so the, 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 that's that's the, the the fact of uh, of existence. Uh, uh, what what what's important about us is that we are part and parcel of Krishna, and that Krishna wants a relationship with us for whatever reason. He wants it and wants it badly. Uh, that's why the material world is set up so that we can somehow or other make voluntary spiritual progress and that he has descended so many times to bring us back and that he's got the devotees working to deliver us. So somehow or other, we are important to Krishna. It's It's an amazing fact that Krishna is in the spiritual world surrounded by you know, thousands of goddesses of fortune and so on, you know, the most accomplished, wonderful devotees there are. And here in this little corner of reality are all us people in the material world. And for some reason he wants us back. He wants to have a relationship. Uh, That's his nature. So that's the good side, the the good news. But, but, but as far as getting proud, you know, it's, we manufacture things to be proud about. We simply think, if, if I buy this, then I can be proud of this. If I live in this neighborhood, I can be proud of that. Uh, if, if, uh, last class I mentioned a lady who ran the supply closet in the office. She was like the lowest person on the totem pole. But she had the key to the supplies closet, so everybody had to go and offer obeisances in order to get a tablet. You found yourself paying for your own supplies if you weren't uh, properly submissive and humble in her presence. So people, we have all manufactured these things to be proud about. And... uh, of course, fame has been ruined now because everybody's famous, right? You got so many followers, and so <laughs> some people find something, something else. Because we're, we're, it's 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 a denial of death. Actually, that's our problem, uh, and people are in denial. And they, we have a narcissistic, I'm so special, nothing bad can happen to me, I'm so special, you know, the universe is going to make way, I'm so... These, these are all our... Because we won't actually... We're too afraid to confront the reality of our situation in the material world. And then we devise all these immortality projects, which are, are disasters for ourselves and especially when we inflict them on other people. Mm-hmm. Huh? We have a question uh, coming in uh, on the... This is uh, Haryam who is asking, can you elaborate on the last words of the second verse? Uh, if inattention to birth, can we just diligently wait until it dies? Is this a correct way of reading the Sanskrit? Yeah, well, no, the, the, the point of this Ihajani Nanuraga is I, I should feel. Um, uh, remorse that that if I'm saying the name of Krishna and I don't see Krishna right there if Krishna and Krishna's name are the same and I'm not experiencing it then there's something wrong uh, and I should understand that that here this is part of the contrast that, that you have many names uh, you've expanded yourself to those names they're full of spiritual potencies You've given them liberally, and still, because I don't have uh, attachment for chanting, there's something wrong with me. Uh, what is that? Uh, and I should desire to develop this attachment uh, for chanting. Uh, and so here, uh, um, 
And the next verse tells how, how that that uh, that uh, starts. But one should be be, be contrite, uh, with an anguished heart, full of contrition. Bhaktivedantakura uh, uh, says that way. Uh, so uh, this is my Durdaiva. Tava Kripa, Mama Durdaiva. Uh, that's the contrast that, that your mercy and my misfortune. Uh, so in, in this way, I, I should desire uh, to develop an attachment uh, for, for uh, chanting Krishna's name and I therefore want to give up all the offenses. And then we know, we learn from uh, Harinam Shintamani that this really begins with showing Krishna we want him, we want a relationship, simply by paying attention. To some extent, attention is under our control. And when our mind wanders, we bring it back. And we just persist in this. This is clearing stage. And eventually the mind will not wander. Eventually, uh, uh, it will come to the thing where uh, uh, in, in, uh, in this book of uh, Madhurya Kandamani of Vishwana Chakravarti Thakur I don't think I can find the right place where he says this but he says um, that he, he says that in the early stage when we're chanting Hare Krishna we suddenly notice that we're thinking of something else and we, we can't we can't we don't know when it started we, that, that point where we forgot the holy name started we, we can't, we can't tra- tra- trace it out then he says uh, uh, when there's actually um, uh, a real uh, taste for chanting then it's just the opposite. That I'll be doing something uh, else, uh, 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 so getting the car fixed, or some, I'm engaged in some material activity, and then suddenly I'm thinking of Krishna. And I, I, I can't even remember when that happened, that my mind, that, that, that starts to be the default position of the mind, to think of Krishna just as just as before, we cannot remember when our mind went away from Krishna. Now we can't re- even recall when we stopped thinking about something in the material world, and now we're uh, uh, obsessed with Krishna. Uh, uh, so this is what begins to happen at uh, at uh, when there begins to be a, a, a taste. Oh, he says something here. I forgot this. Um, he mentions that 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 uh, a taste of ruchi uh, for Krishna. There's two kinds. The lower kind uh, is depends upon the excellence of the elements. You like to hear a kirtan, but only really if the guy knows how to ch- chant properly, carry a tune, is a good musician. Uh, you 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 like uh, somebody speak, giving a lecture if they really know what they're doing and so on. And then 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 you have a taste for it. Whereas in the higher stage, you don't care if it's about Krishna. You love it, even if the guy can't carry a tune or anything like that. That that that's the that's the higher stage of. Uh, uh, ruchi. He says, a person with the second type of ruchi will experience great pleasure even from the beginning of any performance of such practices such as shravanam and kirtanam. If, however, there is excellence of the elements, then he becomes extremely joyful and ecstatic. So it likes it even better, but he, he still likes it. So this is uh, this is uh, ruchi. Yeah, when it come, we come to come to the stage of asakti, uh, he says, 
Yeah, this is the last stage of Asakti. He says, Oh, my mind is being carried away by material desires. Let me fix it on the Lord. Prior to Asakti, or on realizing his mind has been overpowered by material objects and desires, the devotee, by his deliberate effort, almost withdraws his mind from them and tries to fix it on the Lord's form, qualities, and so on. At the appearance of Asakti, however, Absorption of the mind in the Lord is automatic, without effort. Even at the stage of nishta, a devotee is unable to detect how and when his mind withdraws from topics of the Lord's form, qualities, and so on, and fixes itself on material affairs. On the other hand, at the stage of asakti, one doesn't know how and when his mind withdraws from material topics and spontaneously absorbs itself in topics on the Lord. <laughs> that's the different. That's the difference according to Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur between between Ruchi and Asakti. Okay, good enough. Thank you very much. Shri Shastaki Jai Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai.